Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Senator Ron Johnson is in my studio. Welcome, Ron. Nice to see you. Well, Vicky, I need to just you know, I need to dispatch with the um, the obsession. Consider dispatched. The obsession um, that the media has indulged today. Uh, by the way, the same media that used the most graphic vulgarity to describe Tea Party members for the better part of two years. This is the same media that is now running for fainting couches. And clutching the pearls because allegedly, and we say allegedly because the president has denied it, and a couple of people who are actually witness to this meeting have don't also, it, yeah, right? say they don't recall it either. So it may not have happened, but he has been accused of using a vulgarity to describe third world, despotic, dysfunctional, um, economically illiterate. Countries that have no respect for the rule of law routinely enslave and impoverish their people and deny them human rights. He used a, a pretty tough vulgarity on the word, um, but he, you know some people claim it's a private meeting. Uh, what's your what's your sort of sensibility about uh, not not just the hullabaloo, which is way overblown, yeah. but just about the president getting apparently getting heated and uh, and being accused of using this word. Um, you can look it up online right now, folks. I'm, I'm literally not allowed they, to say they, it they on the air. They know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I do believe when you enter the public realm and you you have a certain responsibility to you know conduct yourself a certain decorum. Children are listening. World leaders are listening. So you know, no matter how salty your language might be in your private life, uh, I, I think you really need to try and keep it as clean as possible. So, but bottom line, the. the we have a serious problem here, and President Trump is exactly right in terms of trying to fix our completely broken legal immigration system, which is crazy. We, we let about 1.1 million people in this country gain legal permanent status in this country. About 65% of those are due to some, some family relationship. 22% is diversity lottery, asylees, and refugees. Only about 14, 15% have anything to do with work. Like, you know, people, we're going to let people in to contribute to our society. Again, that isn't saying that a lot of those family members also don't contribute, but it's not necessarily so. And so we need to fix our broken legal immigration system so we really do focus on the very small percentage of the world population that actually like to come to America. Uh, make sure that they are coming to contribute as opposed to just happenstance of being related to somebody that we let in before. And that was the thing is that while the language in and this was this was a private meeting, but it's not it wasn't a closed meeting, it wasn't an executive session they were, or something. They were it wasn't a secret meeting. Staff there too, so yeah. you gotta figure it's gonna get out. I mean it's it's right. You, you can't assume that what's said. But that's behind not closed the important part about what happened in that meeting. The the important part about what happened in that meeting 
was a number of people in that meeting frustrated that there were others who seemed to just keep, they, they, they want to keep kicking the can on the problem of our dysfunctional legal immigration system. From what, all I can tell, and this hasn't been denied by anybody, that was a couple of, uh, a couple of members of Congress's frustration. That was also the president's frustration, which is why doesn't our legal immigration system work? for America. And that and it was born out of that frustration and saying why are we allowing people to come in from completely dysfunctional countries which now the media is trying to claim is not dysfunctional um but yet that's exactly why they want to leave their countries. Why instead fine we need some asylees, we need to you know be humanitarian in some respects, but why isn't the 85% of our legal immigrants into the United States here because they want to work at U.S. jobs here because they want to contribute to the U.S. economy here because they want to assimilate into our culture. My guess is it's just the frustration of hearing Democrats time and time again say, "Oh, we're all for border security." Okay, put your appropriations where your mouth is. I mean, let's actually secure the border. Oh, we want to fix our system. Okay, help us fix it. But in fact, when it comes right down to the legislation they're willing to vote for, it is so far from the reality of their rhetoric saying they want to secure the border when they really don't want to do that. Because if you want to secure the border, you would support better barriers and more fencing. I'll tell you something. Absolutely you'd support that, but they won't do that. I'll tell you something. You could even trade a 100% DACA. You could trade it. You could say, this is we just want, quit we want you know even even exchange here we will give you daca you give us the raise act you could do yeah. that and they would still you would not get a majority vote you would well, not get democrats no, across that's, the that's aisle whole, that's the whole thing they, they want to fix the dream dreamer problem which i want to do as well but we realize the only way we're going to get more border security. The only way we're going to fix our broken legal immigration system is if we pair it, take this opportunity right now and pair it with fixing the Dreamer Act. They say they're all willing to do that, but they're really not. And I think that's probably no, the level they, of frustration. You know, I wasn't in the meeting, but my guess is that's exactly what was sort of revealed to President Trump. You go, you guys, why, why won't you actually do what you say you're willing to do. Here's your opportunity. Let's get down to it. We we had a great meeting in the in the, the White House a couple week, you know, a couple days ago. We were talking about areas of agreement, but again, out of the Democrats, it's just talk. They refuse to really put the appropriation, their money, the policy where their mouth is. Yeah, because you know the, the policy contained within, and we're talking about a specific piece of legislation that either you or I might make even tougher. But this was designed to try to get bipartisan support. It would have reformed the legal. Immigration system. It would have prioritized the the immigrants who are here to help the U.S. economy or here to contribute somehow. Have a purpose. Have a certain you know basic level of education. Have a certain proficiency in English. Prioritize that as the number one group of immigrants we are looking to bring in. It would have dramatically reduced the actual number of legal immigrants coming in. It would have almost entirely eliminated chain migration. It would have set aside dollars and would have demanded mandated dollars for for some sort of southern border security. And and it's it's very common sense. And in fact, if you polled America, you'd probably get 80% of Americans, Democrats and Republicans in agreement. But instead of talking about that, and that's basically what the, what, you know, what the, what the Although, deal making on DACA is supposed to be about, it's all about a vulgarity that escaped a frustrated president's mouth. No, and again, I don't want to speak for any senator in terms of what they're willing to agree to, but it's my understanding that the, the full Raise Act is not being required to do the Dreamer Act, but certainly elements of it. And I think there's there's negotiating room there. Okay, let's let's start limiting the, the number of people that come in through chain migration. You know, not end it, but let's limit it. You know, let's limit it to parents and children and then they can't 
continue the chain. Yeah, no, not okay. cousins and uh, because, second cousins and, you know. Because that's what happens is, you know, all of a sudden, if that person gets let in, well, now they can also chain and it just, it just grows exponentially. We can't allow that to happen. It makes no sense. And here's my final point. What you were talking about earlier, I think the vast majority of the American people would agree with. I, but we have to, we have to bring it out publicly. We've got to talk about it the right way. Uh, we have to gain the support of the American public. Yeah, and instead of talking about this, though, Ron, that's what I mean. This is my frustration, and I'm not thinking that the president shouldn't have been mindful that even in a private meeting, it wasn't a secret meeting, um, and that obviously, because people despise him and want to do everything in their power to thwart his agenda, um, we're, of course, going to make that the story, because that's the story. One word that every single one of those foul-mouthed vulgarians on the mainstream media um, have uttered in their own private life, and probably at people as they were walking across the street, suddenly are clutching the pearls, and that's what we're talking about. Instead of a million people who are coming into the United States, a little bit over a million people coming into the United States legally, not illegally, and then we got on top of that, you've got illegal um, aliens coming in, and only 14 or 15% of them are actually coming because they have a job, because they, you know, they want to contribute to the American economy, because they're being placed in a higher education or something like that. That's pretty pathetic. But that's not what we're talking about, because suddenly the same people who brought you the, the, you know, the, the gay porn reference to the Tea Party movement suddenly can't abide a profanity they've all used before. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah, it's sad. It is. Um, But it's the same thing that has been the problem with the Republicans getting the message out on on important things. And and I'm not going to diminish that the president can't make it hard. Sometimes, you know, I mean, this was before President Trump had ever been elected. The Republicans had a hard time messaging very common sense conservative ideas that we have now seen work beautifully. Deregulation, how's that working for the American economy? Fabulously. Fabulously. Tax reform, how's that working already? I mean, it's, it's not even a month old. How, how well is that working? Fabulously. How well is, is, is you know, getting rid of um, some of the people in, in the federal bureaucracy with a hiring freeze? Working out great. You know, but that's, we never talk about those things. Tax reform means everybody in America gets a raise, but nobody's messaged yeah, it that way. And I know Trump gets in the way sometimes with Twitter, but still. Sure, but again, that, you know, the mainstream press is not going to come to our side and, and start talking about all the wonderful things we've achieved and how it's benefiting Americans. Yeah, that's just a reality we have to deal with. Uh, it is the responsibility of Congress to pass these laws. And if, if there was one mistake made, was going back up to the White House and trying to kind of circumvent that process. This is the same thing's happening right now with a group of senators, and I advised against it in 2013 with the Gang of Eight. Listen, the principles they were talking about in immigration reform, we've got to fix this problem. By and large, I agree with the overall principles, the devil's in the details, but I always told the Gang of Eight back then is, it's great you guys talking here, but don't pass something in the Senate until we've passed something in the House, because the House, when it comes to immigration reform, is the higher hurdle. You've got to find out what you can pass in the House, then we're going to figure out, let, you know, be working with them so you, it's got a pretty good chance of passage in the Senate. They're, trying, they're doing the exact, they're making the same exact mistake. And it takes it, off it, America, it's, it's, by it's, the way. It's a small group of bipartisan senators are saying, we're going to try and cut a deal, put pressure, pass something to the Senate that would not even have a chance in the House, what good does that do? So you've got to take a look at the realities of the situation, figure out how do you actually pass this. you got to look to the House. The House has dropped, I think, a pretty darn good bill, has all those elements. It's not, it's not 
the full solution. It's not comprehensive, but it does fix the dreamer problem and it addresses chain migration and the uh, diversity lottery, uh, sanctuary cities, things that the American people want fixed. It doesn't have to be comprehensive. No. It only has to be rational. Right. You can do it in pieces. But here's the thing, I think, and you're right about the media. The media's never going to give the Republicans a fair shake. They're, they're, they're going to make everybody a monster. I don't know if you happen to see the latest that Paul Ryan's the second coming of, of Adolf Hitler now. Um, I'm no kidding. On, he used to be, on, on what basis? Uh, just because he had been supportive of Trump and he managed to um, really arm wrestle tax reform to a place where it could get passed. So he's evil. Um, I, I don't know if he knew that. I don't know if everybody else knows that. Um, so I mean, that's how that's how crazy it is when you take a guy like Paul Ryan and you try to turn him into the second coming as, of Stalin. As, as that's nice just a person insane. As you'll meet inside or outside oh, no, of politics ever. Exactly. How you could demonize Paul? That, but, but it's the it's even I know that the media is never going to um, give the give the policies a fair shake or give them even an honest read. And that's evidence in a, in a poll yesterday that 49 percent of people out of the 70 percent say the economy is doing great. Forty nine percent say it's all because of what Obama did. Oh, sure. OK. Well, and, and of course. You, we're talking about the media, but... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Where it really starts, and this was the masterstroke of liberal progressives, they took over our university systems. Absolutely. And so you have all these young people. And K-12 first, and then the universities. K-12, and, and I see it all the time as I go into colleges and, and, and high schools, and, and you, see, you see the bias already being... Pushed onto so, our kids. so when you've got that, I know you've got that's the condition. We are all just we plant our flag. We're in separate camps. The press is just nothing more than the propaganda communication wing. I call them the media courtesans of the Democratic Party. Doesn't matter how crazy the Democrats get. Identity politics, slicing and dicing people up, putting them against each other, lying to say tax reform is going to kill people. People will die. Because more folks have more money to keep in their pocket. Right. Or people will die because they have access to affordable health care finally because there are a few tweaks that allowed that to happen. Or they don't have to pay a penalty. Or they don't have to pay a penalty, <laughs> a tax, or a penalty, however you'd like to view it, depending on what part of the government you're in at the time. But it's that, you know, the, the Republicans, I think, do need to have sort of a... I hate the word comprehensive, but a comprehensive communication strategy that says, all right, everybody, this tax reform, this is how we're going to talk about it. You're going to go back to your district and you're going to say, you just got a raise. This, this is a raise for you. Starting in February, you're going to get a raise. Starting in whatever. This is a tax so, cut so, is a so, raise. So, Vicki, today was all about you know me traveling around and talking about our tax reform that's having all these positive benefits that are obvious right now. Guess what we're talking about? I know. Well, we had to talk about immigration. <laughs> no, because I, I that know. Is the, oh, I know. You know. That's a big, that's we, big issue, too. We are going to come back and talk. In fact, I'm looking at my clock here. I'm going to take a break. We are going to come back and talk about tax reform because I want to talk about tax reform. I want to talk as well about some some that look like minor changes in Obamacare, in the rules of Obamacare that could be huge. And game changers. Is, game changers as far as affordability is concerned for people in health insurance. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a break. We'll come right back here. Senator Ron Johnson is in my studio. I will return. Senator Ron Johnson for another break in my studio. Let's start there. 
$1,000 is crumbs. Um, Americans for Tax Reform has now been compiling a list of all of these companies that, in direct response to the passage of tax reform, have announced bonuses, ma- major wage increases, um, massive additional increases in matches to 401k, uh, big benefits increases. There are over 200 companies. In fact, a, a Wisconsin company just added its name to the list, another Wisconsin company, one called Music Notes, based out of Madison, a 3% across the board salary increase for all employees in addition to the um, the predetermined wage increases that was that were already in their contracts. Um, it's about a thousand bucks per employee. Nancy Pelosi calls that crumbs. Here's Walmart with a thousand dollars. Associated Bank a thousand dollars and a five dollar raise. AT and T a thousand dollar or five hundred dollar bonuses. Whatever they might be. It's um. I, I mean. I don't even understand how you can't just simply try to figure out a way to shut up if you're a Democrat, except that people are going to enjoy the fruits of this new economy and and maybe reform a little bit. It's it's almost like they're tr- not that I'm not that I'm upset, Ron, but it's almost like they're trying to lose their opportunity to win some seats. Let's just use Walmart as an example because when they were in power, what they were trying to do is pass laws to force Walmart to increase their wages, which would have destroyed jobs. Okay. They opposed, not, not one of them voted for our tax reform, which actually lowered the tax burden, put more money in the hands of a big evil corporation that then was able to take that money and increase people's wages without losing jobs. They don't have a clue, liberal progressives, how the real economy works, how their policies are destructive, they're over-regulation, and what you really need to do is give more freedom, which means allow people to keep more of their hard-earned money. That's what actually makes all this work. Another classic example, of course, is Obamacare. 2500 bucks is what the cost was supposed to be reduced by for every family per year. Uh, sorry, premiums have doubled and tripled, and I, I like to refer to them more as four years ago, premiums were a half to a third of what they are today. Obamacare priced low to middle income people out of the, out of the marketplace. They, they, those, those individuals are the ones paying the tax penalty. 80% of the people paying the tax penalty make $50,000 or less. Over 40% make $25,000 or less. And, and oh, by the way, that, that $2 per hour uh, increase in the minimum wage or the starting wage for Walmart workers times 2,000 hours, that's the $4,000 that Democrats were ridiculing uh, Kevin Hassett when he said that that's on average what Americans will increase in terms of take-home pay. We haven't even seen the tax tables out, and Walmart has already announced a $4,000 raise, basically, for their people that start start at Walmart. Exactly. And, and again, it hasn't even begun. We, yeah, because it doesn't kick in yet. Yeah. You're going to start seeing it in February. You should check your withholding in February. Yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll see an increase in your, ta- increase in your uh, take-home pay. And even more significantly is what President Trump is doing in terms of regulation. He stopped over-regulating the economy. We're actually rolling them back. When he instituted the one-in-two-out rule, tongue-in-cheek, I'd always say, well, that's great, but I'd say one-in-ten-out. He's gotten one-in-twenty-two, one-in-twenty-two-out. That is jaw-dropping, quite honestly, in terms of regulatory relief. That is what's given this economy the boost, the kind of optimism, the kind of growth that uh, we really should expect it out is, of the American and, and economy. Obamacare, for... 
to, to think of it. It was one massive 1,800-page piece of legislation. But 80,000 <laughs> piece of legislation oh, okay. is what I said. I was, no, I didn't, I wasn't going, I wasn't going down that path. Um, but it was 80,000 pages of regulation uh, on top of the 1,800-page legislation, which amounts to, and yeah, an eight-feet-high <laughs> pile of paper in, in the form of a giant regulation. That was a massive array of regulations. And it that didn't made, work. It didn't, not only did it not work, it spectacularly failed, and it's actually hurt people. I had a man email me about about two months ago now, and he told me that his um, his end of the year out of pocket expenses over thirty thousand oh, dollars. I know, Vicky. No, I, thirty thousand dollars. I'm getting the letters all the time, and I, it just breaks my heart that I just can't. I, we didn't do it. We we but but. President Trump now is moving forward in terms of Department of Labor, in terms of association plans. I just spoke with the Acting Secretary of Health and Human Services about the short-term, short-term limited duration plans, which really is the Freedom Amendment. Pre- President Obama, on his way out the door, took those things 364 days duration down to 90. So those individuals have been priced out of the market, paying double and triple, paying the penalty. Now, in order to get any insurance, they can't buy it for 364 days. they got to hunt and renew their insurance every 90 days, and it's cost arm and a leg because, of course, it's still all subject to all of Obamacare rules. So, so everybody understands the Democrats are freaking out because the the Obama administration, or rather the uh, Trump administration's Department of Labor is now expanding association health plans. So if I'm a small business, and if I'm even a small business of one, it looks like I might be able to, to get myself insured under an association, which is what my company has, has the ability to use what's called the ERISA law, because we're a large self-insured corporation. But small businesses can't do that. So now you can allow association-type plans and allow sort of these rules of ERISA, which can... In- increase the risk pool. Increase the risk pool, but also relieve... Their, they are relieved from some, not all, but right. some of the Obamacare regulation. So the cost of plans, the cost of my plan, for instance, is monstrously lower than the cost of a lot of other people's plans because I'm insured through a self-insured uh, company because, because, governed under ERISA. Because those plans don't have to comply with all of the Correct. regulations of Obamacare, which drove the cost of health insurance skyrocket. Take take that concept and now you've maybe provided depending on how well it is embraced and how well these plans, say chambers of commerce or other types of associations employ these plans, it could be a huge game changer, but those short-term plans are an absolute game changer. Democrats are freaking out because the Trump administration is saying, "Why not let people keep those plans?" If I mean those are cheaper plans, again, also not all of the regulations under Obamacare apply to those plans. They still had to pay the tax penalty under Obamacare when Obama was president. Now they don't. This potentially is the back door out of the, out of the problem and ac- an access point for people for actual affordable health care. And during the entire Obama administration, when after Obamacare is implemented, short-term limited duration plans could be purchased for 364 days. It was only as President Obama was going out the door, he goes, okay, let's he wanted to let's, slap let's, people let's in the stick face. It to him, yep. And we're going to knock that down in 90 days. So this is something else that's coming out of the Trump administration that ought to be lauded from, you know, the high hills, but instead we're talking about a vulgarity. 
and we're not, it's the same thing about tax reform, by the way. Um, but b- the three things then that have changed, the, the penalty is not going to be charged to individuals who fail to huge. comply. That's huge. Access to long-term um, of these sort of major medical plans, for lack of a better way to really describe how they function. And then the, uh, the expanded uh, use of the, of basically the ERISA law, the association health plans. Now what's really left, probably is the Medicaid problem to solve. And that's not something that is, I mean, you don't have to get the Apollo 13 astronauts back from the dark side of the moon to solve that problem. And we're, we're going to be holding hearing next Wednesday on how, you know, there's no doubt about it, Medicaid dollars benefit people. And some of those dollars are being used effectively for treatment, although treatment is tough. But we're also seeing Medicaid dollars being diverted to actually purchase the opioid pills and sell them in the open market, funding and fueling the opioid crisis. You know, because you can you can use your your Medicaid card get opioid you know opioid pills for nothing or three dollar copay they're worth thousands of dollars and we're, we're issuing a report a thousand examples of people who've been charged and or prosecuted and convicted of doing just that defrauding Medicaid defrauding the American taxpayer and accessing pills diverting them and trafficking them and making a lot of money you know and and not to mention you've just got people who are sort of enticed to stay on Medicaid because to get off Medicaid suddenly um, I mean it, it, it looks to them as if they're losing um, cash money because this is stuff that they don't have to pay for out of their own pocket. So Governor Walker has just offered up, um, and, and, and President Trump supports this. Pres- President Trump said something about it yesterday, allowing states to impose work requirements for able-bodied adults without children who are on Medicaid. If you want to use Medicaid, you actually have to be participating in the workforce if you're an able-bodied childless adult. So it's those types of reforms that the states could implement that also could could help unwind some of the problem with, with what has become the bloat in Medicaid. It was never supposed to be this big. So you put all of those four things together. You have a functional dismantling of Obamacare. You really do. And, of course, we try to do... And we were not successful with it with uh, the Obamacare replacement was just take a, you know Medicaid and block grants to the states where it can be administered more efficiently, more effectively, and we were just going to tweak it a little bit in terms of saving long term money. And so what we were going to do over ten years, and this this was cur- termed slashing or draconian cuts. We we're going to take ten years spending from five point six seven trillion dollars, five point six seven trillion, and we're going to reduce that by down to 5.44 trillion dollars hang on i gotta look for my fainting couch no, i mean it, it was it was less where, than where are my pearls to clutch four percent reduction in the dramatic increase in growth and spending from 5.67 to 5.44 trillion i mean and we couldn't even accomplish that because people were screaming and slashing draconian cuts we're mortgaging our kids future and we can't even do that simple thing and this is what we ought to be talking about instead of you know stray stray profanities that escape politicians lips from time to time senator johnson thank you very much for being on the program today and joining me in the studio have a great day you too we'll be right back folks with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.